0: Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio. As uh, many of you know, I've been swinging kettlebells with my younger daughter on the three days a week that she gets on the bus. So two days a week we walk to school. I'm walking back from walking her to school now. Put the little dog in the pack basket on my back. But she actually did better today, I think because it's warmer. She walked half of the way and um, and then the other three days we do 100 kettlebell swings while we wait for the bus. I got her a 12-pound kettlebell, I believe it is, and I use a 44-pounder. And, you know, 44 pounds is a significant amount to swing 100 times. We tend to do it in sets of varying lengths depending on how we're feeling. And one thing I've noticed is that it's really helpful that we feel that pressure of the bus might come around the corner any minute because it pushes us to get it done. And that's gotten me thinking about how helpful it is to have a certain amount of time pressure on things. Because it just helps us get over the hump of wanting to take it easy. You know a lot of times, when we're feeling tired or unmotivated, that very feeling is actually pushes us in the direction of behaviors that keep us um, pushes in the direction of behaviors that keep us from from changing our mental state in the first place. So, you know, you're feeling unmotivated, you don't do the thing that would actually make you feel better. Uh, And that's how you can sort of get sucked down further and further into a funk or just an apathy or lose the habits that you've said to yourself that you're gonna do. And time pressure is our friend in pushing back against this because uh, especially if it's a time pressure that you can't let yourself off the hook with, where it's like the time pressure of something's happening, I don't have control over it, right? If you were like, in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to do this thing, but the only one setting that, putting the time pressure was you, well, then you could let yourself off the hook. And we do all the time in those circumstances. The beautiful thing about doing it before the bus comes is that the bus is coming one way or another. And Pete might be early, he might be late, but he's gonna do what he's gonna do. And so that gives us like a real time crunch that has nothing to do with us, has to do with external circumstances. Um, And I think these external time pressures are really helpful because they exert more real pressure than time pressure that we simply try to place upon ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong, I think placing some sort of external time pressure on yourself is helpful if you can't find an external uh, pressure at whatever scale you're thinking. But, um, well, here's a great example at, at a different scale, right? So, I have these, you know, intentions to travel in various ways with my daughters before they leave high school. And, let's say that they, so the leaving high school creates a real external time pressure with a very, you know, far off off horizon. But nonetheless, it's like, okay, you have four or five more years then they're going to be doing their own things, and you traveling all together is not going to be nearly as feasible. It's not that it's never going to happen, but it's not going to be nearly as feasible. And so there is a real external time pressure to do these things. And I can feel how much more intense that, that is than when I was younger and there wasn't this... I hadn't yet defined to myself that, oh shoot, I only have a few more years and then they're gone. It, You know, five years ago it was like, well, you know, someday we're going to do these trips. And it was very loosey-goosey and I didn't feel any pressure because the only pressure I would have placed on myself was from myself. And, you know, it's very easy to let yourself off the hook for time pressures that have to do with yourself. This is why I think when people are faced with their own mortality, where they have a health scare or something else, they get their act together in ways that they otherwise might not because you see this external pressure, this external time pressure. Like, okay. Like, I don't have forever. If I let myself off the hook now, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily going to get that chance back. And... So I think it's really helpful to to when you're trying to layer on a a habit like this, is to figure out some way that you can do it where the thing is gonna happen, whether or not you get your act together and do it during that time frame or not. Because you could still let yourself off the hook. We could still say, "Ah, it's too cold. We're not gonna do the kettlebells today, right?" But Uh, but if we can get ourselves out there with the kettlebells at all, then it's like there's this sense of urgency comes over us of like, okay, let's just, let's get it done, right? And we end up pushing ourselves in this really healthy way. Trying to think if there are times that you could push yourself and it not be healthy, and of course there probably are, but I think by and large, it's largely healthy to have that sense of urgency that comes from the outside Um, you know I'm thinking about this about the vomit there sweetie I'm thinking about this a lot lately because I'm writing this book and on the one hand there is external pressure to write this book but the time horizon frankly is a little too broad, like I would like to, what I'm saying to myself now is I would like to have written this book by the time my girls are, I don't know, junior, senior years in high school, but honestly I think there's some optimal timing of this book coming out that would be optimal for my girls, because essentially it's a book that I'm writing for my girls, Uh, and... I have yet to define that clearly enough for myself that I can feel that sense of urgency. But uh, you know, it's coming more and more into focus each day. And I think when, it, when I do have that total clarity of like, okay, it needs to be done by this time because you know I want it to come out and books take a, a year to a year and a half to go through the publishing process, it's probably gonna take a year to shop it around. Which means so here you hear I am working it out in all this detail, which means that I need to have finished writing it. You know, if I finish writing it at the end one year from now, that means that three years from now is when it would come out. Which means it would come out the junior year of my for my older daughter and freshman year for my younger daughter, which is about right, which means that I need haha, see. So now it means that I need to write this thing this year. I can't let myself be too loosey-goosey about it and say, oh, you know, it's just going to come together at its own time. Like, I need to push. I need to go through the uncomfortable growth that happens whenever you write a book. And I need to do it now. Because for this book to have the impact that I want it to have, for my girls, I want it, you know, there is a time pressure to it. And that time pressure has nothing to do with my internal sense. It has to do with the reality of the world. How long things take, other people's schedules, and and the age that my girls are and what they're going through at those different ages. So, uh, you know, doing the right thing at the right time is a big theme for me. I think it's so important in life to figure out, we're like, what is the thing that is the right thing for me to do, whether it's, you know, well, it depends on your goals, right? If your goal is to have a family, to have kids, you need to prioritize certain things at certain ages in order for that to happen. And there's a great deal of wiggle room in that. So much so that we often think, oh, we don't need to prioritize these things at all. But then we know plenty of people who get stuck without partners or with a partner, but without kids. And they wanted those things. And and I think it comes from losing sight of the thing that you actually want and what's the right thing that you need to do now in order to have that work out for you in the future. In the case of the kettlebells, doing the right thing at the right time means if we do these kettlebell swings three times a week, well we wait for the bus, then in three years' time well no, in one year's time, when my younger daughter is no longer well, basically, haha. So my opportunity to have her progress with the kettlebells is going to go away come next fall. She's going to be riding into school with my wife, who drops off the girls in the morning. And she'll be in middle school then. And my window of opportunity to help her self-identify as somebody who can pick up a kettlebell and know what to do with it, and and who has a strong body and has undergone all those painful things of, oh, I'm tired, I don't wanna do it, that window will have closed. My window of opportunity to affect that change is right now. And so you can see that there's external time pressure at multiple scales for this activity. And that's part of what makes it so effective. And I think... I think, you know, the the key to not getting stuck with regret that you didn't do something is to be asking yourself always, am I doing the right things at the right times, to have the life in the future that I want to have, to have helped the people in the ways that they need helping, To have achieved the things that I want to achieve. Am I doing what I need to do now to make that the future that happens? And obviously, unexpected stuff can happen. And then you'll ask yourself, what's the right thing to do right now? But we're always operating in the moment the best we can under the circumstances as they are. Thank you for listening. Talk to you